cliffcentral.com. So if you're some kind of a fanatic or an obsessive collector, <laughs> you're somebody who's got a collection of really cool and interesting things, please let us know about it because we're busy discovering all kinds of amazing people and amazing collections. And it's all brought to you by South Africans gold, South Africa's Gold Coin Exchange, the SA Gold Coin Exchange. You've probably been to a scoin shop where you can get the most amazing and very collectible gold, silver. They have all kinds of amazing um you know, ranges and, and, and collections that you can partake in. Many people have uh, coin collections. That's called numismatics. And uh, we don't just take an interest in those. We Last weekend, uh, last week rather, we spoke to a guy called Quibus who collects matchboxes. The week before, we spoke to Jasmine Mulholland who collects all kinds of really cool Christmas decorations and uh Weird spoons, crockery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing stuff. We've spoken to people who collect whiskey. We've spoken to people who collect action figures. We've spoken to people who collect coins. And today we're going to speak to another really cool person. Her name is, uh, Jewel Madhuri. And she, Jewy, sorry, Madhuri. She's on the phone, on the, on the phone, on the line right now. She's talking to us live from her house where she's got her own collection. How are you? It's nice to see you. Hi, Garrett. Thanks for having me on the show. How are you? It's such a pleasure to meet you and um, and to find out about your collection. So tell us about you first before we get into your collections. Where do you live? Where are you from? Tell us about your background. So I'm originally from Durban and I'm working in Johannesburg as a market research analyst. Very nice. Mm-hmm. And and Joey, do you, do you live on your own or do you, do you have uh, people living with you? You got family and friends or <gasps> boyfriend or... Boyfriend? So... No, so I'm actually living by myself, but I do have a, a beautiful cat who keeps me company. So that's more than enough for now. The reason I Leanne asked, is interested. Yeah, now. Leanne suddenly. Listen, the reason <laughs> I didn't ask to be nosy, I promise. I was asking because those of us who collect, who collect things, and you and I are in that category, right? We often need the room that would be for a roommate or for a, 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 a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a husband or a wife or the kids or whatever. We need those rooms for our collections because we, we're, we're a little bit crazy. Well, hmm, I'm not going to say that I'm crazy. <laughs> no? I'm passionate. There's right. a difference. <laughs> yes. No, that's fine. But um, for me, when it comes to collecting the items that I have, it's about the quality not the quantity sure so i I guess i'm not that bad i I wouldn't need a whole room dedicated to it i can manage myself (laughs) all right so people are going to know now that uh, you're a collector but they're still wondering what do you collect so this is interesting you had an interest in vintage clothing while you were actually doing doing your undergrad in fashion which is pretty amazing and uh, you went into the history and the heritage of all the design houses the trends and the fads of each decade and century. And I mean, this is such a category of stuff. It must be very, very difficult if you go into it without knowing anything to even make head or tail of it. So you're going to give us a crash course this morning of how you got involved in in this aspect of fashion and what kinds of stuff you collect. Yeah, sure. So as you mentioned, um, I did complete uh, a BA in fashion and you know, through learning about the history of fashion, I just got really, really intrigued with the different elements and the different items from each period. And as much as I love the present, I also love transporting myself back into those different periods. So for me, having um, a vintage item, you know, from the the 60s or the 70s or the 80s even, it kind of transports me back into 
to that specific period, which um, which I love. You know, it it kind of gives you a, a a place to kind of disappear when you're wearing whatever you have. Oh wow! So I actually. Yeah, it's, 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 it's nice. Um, I mean, I think that's where the creativity comes into play. You know, I get to kind of imagine myself, you know, in the eighties or the seventies <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's, uh, so I, just uh, it makes me I, I want to interrupt you quickly and, and, just, um, uh, and just bring Leanne in on sure? this because, um, Leanne, did you ever think when you were in the eighties that one day people would look at the clothes you were wearing then <laughs> and talk about them as being vintage? <laughs> yeah, I, I must say, in my mind, vintage clothing is sort of 30s and 40s. And I've just realized now how people who are born in the 30s and 40s must have felt when I said, oh, I love vintage clothing. Because you're calling it vintage clothing, but I wore it yep. <laughs> at the appropriate time. <laughs> Okay, so describe this. Um, the, no, what but is that's this? fantastic, and that's why I love meeting people. You know, uh, that's the blazer that I'm wearing. That's beautiful. Uh, just show us that picture again. So that's cool. So tell us where that comes from. Uh, so I actually found that in a market um, in Johannesburg. Um, I think it was Art on Main a few years back, mm -hmm. and that is a blazer from the '80s. You can see the, you know, the power suit was. The thing back in the eighties, so you can see with the the exaggerated shoulder, that, um, that you know, person, shoulder pads, etc. That person and must the have been, amazing colors. That person must have been very, very wild in the eighties because you you talk about power <laughs> dressing, and that was a thing. Obviously, the shoulder pads were a big thing, right? They used to roll up the sleeves as well, uh, very Miami Vice. But that yes. whoever whoever <laughs> wore that was a pretty wild human being because that those colors are neon. Yeah. It is. It is. I actually feel like I'm in an episode of, you know, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air with all those <laughs> bright colors. I don't know, you know, who's watched it, but I really yeah. do. <laughs> all right. So take us through some more of these because this is always cool. We get into your collection. Uh, what, what's this, this dress here? So this is actually um, a dress from the 70s. It's not a typical dress from the 70s, uh, but this was actually the first vintage item that I bought. And um, it was also at a market in Johannesburg. And it was just, it was so beautiful and delicate. I mean, you can see, um, you know, these, these beautiful floral pastel um, patterns at the bottom. It just appealed to me. And then, hmm. yeah, I just, I, I purchased it. I love it. I want to know what it must be like to go to a market with you. It must be incredible. Mm. Um. Well, I mean, you know, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> I guess no, my no. mom can only attest to that. What, what? But um, I stop and I will just, you know, you'll have a conversation with me and I'll stop mid-conversation because I'll see something yeah. and I'll just be zoned out. <laughs> no, no, I'm asking because I've, I've been to markets with people before and some of them are really into it and some people just breeze through. Now, I'm one of those breeze through people. I might stop, you know, if they're items of, of collectible interest for me. But in in a situation like that, I mean, you, mm. you must be one of those people who takes your time. You don't go through the market in a hurry. You, you, you're looking for very particular things, right? Yes, yes. Um, I don't usually go to the market with a specific intent. But if something catches my eye, um, then I really take interest in it. All right. So talk, Especially talk if it has a story behind it, because that's what really interests me. <clears throat> Talk us through like what else you, you collect here because you have to be able to draw the line somewhere, right? If you just collect clothes in general, that's a huge category of things. But I saw some jewelry. See, I put a picture up just now of like some earrings. 
so do you collect those as well and 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 how far does it go do you collect sort of um shoes or or or, or does it stop somewhere i mean where do you draw the line um I actually don't draw the line. Like I said, whatever <laughs> oh. appeals to me is what I kind of have. But the thing is, remember, I did say I believe in quality, not quantity. So that's why I have a handful of really beautiful antique merchandise. And the pictures that Sia did show, the one was a beautiful um, necklace that was also from the 80s. And that I actually picked up in an um, antique store in Amsterdam. Wow. So you do, you take your your collections international as well. Listen, I love this. Um, do you have a special place where you store all of it? Do you have one room in your house that's just storage for this stuff? Do you keep extra uh, hanging space for all the the clothing? No, it's just intermingled with all my other jewelry and my other clothes. I mean, um, it's vintage. It's it's you know it's from a different era, but I treat it as if. It's, it's fashion and you, now. And you wear the stuff. So it's, so it's with everything else. You don't, you don't uh, treat it specially and not use it. You actually wear the stuff. You, you, you put it on. You, you go out with uh, vintage clothing on. You love it. It's, it's part of your life. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's amazing. Well, do, you, do you have like this um, slight... It's not morbid per se, but you know, like when someone like a Joan Rivers <laughs> passed away and they put all of their fashion and clothes out on auction. Do you have a dream of going into someone's closet like that, who's, <laughs> who's you know, legendary, and you purchase some of their pieces? Oh, that would be a, a dream. Unfortunately, it is out of my price reach at this point in time, yes. but one day. Um, but speaking of a, of a cupboard that I wish I could actually go into is somebody who lived through the 20s. That's my absolute favorite decade. And I've been looking for peace from the 20s, but it's so difficult because a lot of it's actually deteriorated. But that, mm. oh, that would be absolutely amazing. Just something from the 20s. Oh. Well, Julie, listen, good luck with your collection. It's great to have you on this morning, and we love hearing about all the different things that people collect. You can also find out more by going to listen to other episodes of Collectomania, and we hope we'll hear from you soon. Keep collecting those amazing vintage clothing um, uh, items that you've gotten, and I hope we'll see you around town wearing outrageous jackets like the one you've got on today. <laughs> love it. Thanks, Gareth. Thanks for having me on the show. Great to meet you. Wow, she's pretty cool. I love that stuff. Mm. Love it. Everybody has their thing. And uh, if you don't collect um, anything, you, you're just, uh, it's just a question of time until you start. That's all. Yeah. I am. Um, I was or, or wearing the things as well, not just, you know, keeping them in boxes. And, yeah, know, exactly. Place, but yeah. she actually gets to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, it reminds me, those pieces of jewelry, even though they may not be diamonds, reminded me that I was reading up on the most expensive diamonds in the world. Mm-hmm. Over Ooh. the weekend. Look at you. Um, you got plans to steal them and... from somebody? <laughs> yeah. Are we involved in a heist now? No, definitely not. But for instance, I mean, it was a long list, but for instance, at number 10, um, the diamond is worth $40 million. No, that's. Um, please, who can't afford that? that? <laughs> One diamond. Um, so it weighs 36.65 carats. It was found in the Galsonda mines in India. Um, it's a graded, fancy, intense pink hmm. and takes an orangey hue when exposed to ultraviolet light. I mean, that's a fancy-ass that diamond. amazing. Wow. Wow. Um, and if I go up to 
Sure. These are, it's a very long list and it's very descriptive. Let's look at, say, number four, which is the De Beers Centenary Diamond. That's $100 million. Good Lord. 273.85 carats. The third largest diamond to have been found in the Premier Mine in South Africa. Only the Cullinan first and second diamonds are bigger. And, those and that was mined only in 1988. Wow, so not that long ago. Okay. And who owns it now, do they not say? Um... Because we know that the although bit- the purchase price and diamond owner are unknown, mm. this gemstone was insured by De Beers for over a hundred million. Yeah, well, the, the the Queen's got the biggest two. We know that she's got them in the in the scepter and the crown, Cullinan one and Cullinan two. All right, I want, so yeah, I, want to, I, I just want to refer to this. T- this is the, one of the best comments we've had during uh, Collectomania, and this is from Gen X. Mm-hmm. Gen X says, "I try to collect money." but I'm building my collection and it's very expensive. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen, Gen X. Amen. I'd, love, oh. to t- I'd love, love to talk to someone who collects like precious stones. That would be really interesting and we can have, have a look at them. I mean, but, Like the queen. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, she's, uh, she's not going to come on to Collectomania, unfortunately, because <laughs> she, I mean, the, there is this thing called the Royal Collection, which is probably one of the best collections of all kinds of shit in the world. But I don't know if we're going to get her. The British Crown Jewels. Yeah, I don't know if we'll get her on the that, show. That would, be, that would be number one, the Mountain of Light Diamond. Mm. Um, and that's in the uh, British Crown Jewels. And the second one, uh, rightly mentioned, is um, the uh, Cullinan Diamond, yeah. which is over 400 million US dollars in, in value. But the number one is just is priceless. It doesn't actually have a value. That's what you call the, the Mountain of Light. They call it the Koh Noor diamond right that's right yeah that's right mm. unbelievable i wouldn't even want to touch that i wouldn't even want to be close to it you can't break it <laughs> yeah see it is a diamond i don't know it's fairly strong um, and you, you probably can't lose it because it's really big <laughs> you know i've always wondered about the people who cut these diamonds right i mean imagine you are the person who's entrusted now with that raw cullinan diamond back in 1902 or whatever it was and they put this in front of you and they say right we want you to cut as many diamonds as you can out of this big rock. And we're going to fashion them into the world's biggest collection of of diamonds. And if you screw it up, I mean, if you cut the wrong place or you or you shatter it, it, it hits like some kind of uh, fault in the stone and it, and it breaks the stone into small bits that are no longer as good. <laughs> I mean, imagine. Oh. Everyone's watching and you've yeah. got this machine and you turn it on and it goes, Jesus. And you go, oh, shit. I, I, used to, I used to have a, a gem collection when I was a kid. Like, you know, when you kids, you go to these, like, gem shops. We used to – it was like mm. – I found it – it was the most fascinating thing when I was a child. I'm talking about, you know, 10, 11, 12, somewhere around that age. And my brother and I used to collect everything from, like, tiger's eye to, to quartz to garnets and amethysts and all that kind of thing. Right to the purple ones. Yeah, amethyst. No, and I saw them on Instagram over the weekend. They dug out some huge, big amethyst. It's like the size of what do I what do I have? It's about the size of a microwave. This huge, huge Ow. amethyst and beautiful, deep purple color, unreal. And they had to wash the mud off of it first, and you know, then clean it up. And you just think, wow, that could be the most uh, attractive thing. Imagine cutting that into a into a stone that's set in something, obviously not the size of a microwave. What 
you know, person's going to be able to wear that. You need a seer. Seer will. Yeah, seer. Yes, I would. Seal find a way. He'll find a way to make that work on a ring. Trust me. I would, I would, I would have a separate wagon that it's on, and just a massive <laughs> chain that goes over my neck. But I'd have to pin it on a wagon, like like Flavor Flay's clocks. Yes, and the wagon itself would have to be bejeweled in some stone. See, it would push. He, That's how you really prove he you would love push me. A wagon in front of himself with a heavy stone on it, just to prove he had lots and lots of money. <laughs> <laughs> put up a fight. I would put up a fight wherever I go. Oh you know, so, some people, you know, rights of admission is reserved and they say no dogs or no this. I'd put up the fight. Mm. Or a plane <laughs> with that wagon. <laughs> yeah, please, if, if you collect um, anything like gemstones, let us know about it. That would be fascinating to, to hear. I mean, you know, there are some people who collect crystals because they, they, they believe they've got healing properties, not because they like the pretty crystals they actually keep them around because they're crystal healers or they believe that crystals have certain special properties then you know that's also that counts on collectomania we want to hear from you just send us an email gareth at cliffcentral.com and we will include you in the next episode of collectomania also if there's something you're really interested in even if you haven't started a collection let us know lenise says my mom collected all sorts of tins and still have uh, some of them in her kitchen she has an old Oros tin. An Oros tin. Sure. Hmm. Wow. I wonder. I've actually got some old tins in my kitchen. Yeah, it's yeah old, we aren't um, talking about jungle oats. that you haven't gotten to yet. No, no. I've got like old vintage jungle oats tins and oh. flour and sugar tins and things like that. Um, Alex, like, Alex says, uh, would be cool if we could get Chris Jack on the show. He has one of the craziest sneaker collections in South Africa. That's pretty ah. awesome. All right. So sorry, I interrupted your tin discussion. Do you keep anything in them or they're just there for show? I think the sugar one has pegs in it. The um, <laughs> They've all got things in them that don't belong because yeah. they're not very good recept not very good holders of um or like airtight holders yeah. or containers for flour and sugar. Yeah. And I suppose in those days in the days that they were used, you would have consumed flour and sugar in much larger quantities than we do now. Uh, because, you know, you need to make everything from scratch in those days. Right.